Welcome back, everyone. Episode four of the Three Putt Podcast. Uh, it's Zach and myself again. And today we have quite the interesting episode for you, I must say. Zach, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We're just going to kind of basically tell you guys about kind of our funny moments, our bad moments, and our good moments in golf. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> yep, as mid-handicappers, we have both ends of the spectrum. For sure. So, so go ahead. So I was thinking that we start off and we kind of like mix them up. Um, I guess let's start it off on a good note because we don't want to ruin the listeners' ears with our worst moments. So <laughs> let, yeah. let's let's hear one of your best stories. Um, okay, so the, the one that comes right off the top of my head and if you've ever had the opportunity, I highly recommend doing it, of playing in just a local tournament or just a tournament. Basically, you get together with your buddies and have a good time and just ba- basically view it as a tournament. I was able to do this. And basically, the way we set it up, it was really neat. Um, we did we did Thursday through Sunday. So it was four rounds. And the first two rounds are singles. And so we, we had a singles champ. And then we had, based off of where you scored for singles, you got placed with a partner and then based off of place placed with a partner for the third round. And then based off of where you, you and your partner did in that round, you got placed with another pairing for a scramble, a final day scramble, which is actually really cool. Um, Cause it's four days of golf and it's just everyone just having a, a good time. So one of my best moments in golf was I was trying to win the singles. Basically. That's all I cared about. I didn't care about the doubles or the scramble. <laughs> um, I was trying to win scramble. <laughs> I was trying to win the singles. And, uh, Day two, day one was awesome. I, I played I played really great for my handicap. I was like two shots back from the lead or a shot back from the lead. And day two, it's pouring rain. I mean, terrible conditions. Um, but it's like, it, it, I, I will always remember this, this moment. We're playing at actually one of the Disney courses, um, which these courses, the Disney courses are flat out awesome. I really yeah. like them. If you ever get a chance to play, if you're ever in the Disney area and you can play any one of those courses, they are all awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, but we're playing one of the courses. I can't remember the exact name of which one we were playing. Um, the Palm Course, I think, maybe something like that. But it was a par three, um, one of the last few holes, and I'm in the lead, and it's pouring rain. And we decided to all get together for the last couple of holes because there was nobody on the course. It was dead empty. Um, we, we were actually just finishing up. And... I made the clutchest shot of my entire life. Um, a par three, I have to basically get it on the green. I have to basically make par to to keep the lead and to, to basically stay in it. And uh, I hit a sick eight iron onto the green, center of the green, it, you know, in the pouring rain. And everybody went dead silent as the ball was in the air. It dropped on the green. And uh, one of the guys, I remember one of the guys in one of the cards goes, well, we should just go home. <laughs> Uh, I specifically also remember turning around and looking at the guy who was in second place and I just winked at him and I was like, yep, this is what it feels like to be on tour. So that was probably one of my best moments. Um, How about you? So one of the best moments besides one that I've already hinted at was actually when we played the morning of your wedding. Okay. Um, So we played... We were supposed to play three teams of four ball scramble. So you had um, you had three partners with you. 
Yep. Um, and there was another four ball team, and then there was my team. Yes. The only problem was I couldn't get a fourth player, so it was me, my younger brother, and another good buddy of ours, and both of them are higher handicappers. So I was like, "Oh shoot, looks like I'm carrying today." Yeah. We stepped up to the tee, and I think the group, the four ball group in front of us, almost all hit their shots way right. So I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, okay, it's not that." hard to beat that step up drill one down the center like straight down the center on the par four love that we hit a wedge shot in made par and our three ball team is just rolling like we shot like three or three or four over on the front nine and we it was me and two high handicappers and we didn't even have a fourth player so all things considered we never knew the course we had never played it we were playing awesome we get to the last hole and i'm like you know what I'm going for it. I don't really care at this point. We're playing a scramble. There's a ball in play. And I ripped this ball so far. I was using um, a GPS app. Yeah. And I, and I was like, you know, I got to measure this. I'm sure this was like 300. So I pulled out the measuring <laughs> and it was 345 <laughs> on That's the sick. dot. And so we had um, we had people waiting for us at the green, and I just started screaming. And they're like, "What's wrong with you?" I was like, "Guys, I'll explain later." Because there was so much trash talked the night before about, "Oh, you guys are gonna suck." This that we played incredible, and it was so much fun. I don't know, just hitting like your longest drive. Playing with people that you love playing with, it was just that's it awesome. was so much fun. I do remember that. I remember you guys coming in and saying how much fun that was. Uh, kind of just rolling down the line here. Not necessarily one of the worst moments for me, but one of the most <laughs> kind of funniest moments, I, I have to say I have in golf, is when I was younger and I was kind of figuring out the game a little bit more, I guess you could say. And I was playing with both my uncles. And... Uh, you know, I, I've said this in the pod- podcast before. They're kind of a big part of the reason why I started playing. But I I was riding with 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 one of them, and then the other one was riding up front. So so it was a threesome, and he was playing. I was on the fairway, so I hit a decent drive. Um, and my one uncle, he was pretty far up, so he drives up to his ball. He was riding by himself, and he gets out of the cart and he's waiting there. And as a as a player who's not very good, you wouldn't think a guy would basically stand only three feet, you know, three, four feet from where your ball has to go. And uh, I specifically remember looking at him and I was like, oh, I shouldn't hit him. I should be, I should be fine. And I hit the ball <laughs> and this thing is beaming straight towards him. And all I see is two eyes get huge. And literally all he has to do is take two steps to the left or two steps to the right, and he will be out of the way. But for whatever reason, and we see this all the time in like movies and stuff, and I was like, why would you not just take two steps left or two steps to the right? But he turns around and tries to run away from the ball. <laughs> so you have like whatever ball speed, 130 miles per hour, 140 miles per hour coming straight for him, and he turns around and starts <laughs> running. And like you can just imagine that, not necessarily out of shape, but just like your your everyday guy who plays golf in a run, and uh, 
I remember it hit him in the shoulder <laughs> and the the loudest screech I think I've ever heard come out of a male. Uh, and then the ball continued <laughs> to shoot another 30, 40 feet up in the air <laughs> and he falls to the ground. And I remember me and, and, and my other uncle who we were riding in the cart, we just busted out laughing. Uh, that, that was probably one of the other embarrassing slash best moments, funniest moments I've had. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So one of my worst moments ever, this was, this might be the lowest of the low because my brother actually, he scored better than me stroke play playing this day. I had the worst day playing a par three course in the history of golf in my life. Like it was so bad. I could not hit a green in regulation to save my life. So it's like a 50-yard par three. We're playing from the back tees. This course is so short. I just went – we went to play because it's like yeah. five bucks to play or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit a lob wedge. It's 50 yards. I should be able to stick this somewhat close. There's like a bunker 30 yards away. I'm like, don't pay attention to the bunker. Everybody <laughs> else has their balls in the green. I'm just going to – I'm going to hit it there. I skull it. I think, okay, I scolded. it. At least it's going to be somewhat close to the green. Nope. Oh, dead I love into that. The I hate that. So, so I hit a decent shot out. Thought I placed it perfectly. Rolled yeah. off the backside of the green. Tried to putt it. I ended up making like a <laughs> six on that yeah. On a 50-yard par three. I think that was probably the lowest of the lows. I can that's – a, that's a really – bad feeling um especially when you're that close to a to a par three that makes me think of of another moment um have you been introduced to like a really bad case of the shanks uh before like oh yeah I, I, it was kind of earlier on when i was playing i guess and i was playing pretty decent but but the way i was playing i i knew was not good enough to to last long because basically i was just flipping the club and for whatever reason flipping the club was working for a long time but i remember one round i was playing and the absolute probably the most frustrating and i'm sure everybody will get this at one point frustrating round of, of my life because i would go up to every shot and literally i would hit it and at this point i hadn't really hit a shank yet so i didn't quite know what that was that was like and i would look up and be like you just see the ball just absolutely diving right horrible horrible shank and every single shot was like that. I could drive the ball decent, but every single shot, man, chips. It didn't matter what it was. I even started shaking putts. Um, and that 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 was probably one of the most frustrating moments I, I've I've had as well. When you when you first get introduced to what a shank is, that will last long with last last with you for a long time. That that was one of those really annoying annoying rounds. That kind of happened to me in a lesson once. I, the oh. lesson prior to this, I was hitting the ball perfectly. And then I get into this lesson. He's like, oh, pull out your 7-iron. We'll warm up a little bit with the pitching wedge. Just hitting my pitching wedge fine. Pull out the 7-iron. If I mean, this ball would not travel in a straight line. It ended up straight right every single time. Like, it would take a 90-degree turn <laughs> as soon as I hit this. And thankfully, we were hitting yeah. on a range. So nobody was harmed in the in the making of this lesson. And the last shot of the lesson, 
or the second to last shot was by far the worst shot I've ever hit in my entire life. It, I, I promise you, it barely got like three <laughs> feet yeah. off the ground. It's almost impossible to hit a shank when it's three feet off the ground because you most yeah. likely topped it. Well, somehow, I'm pretty sure I top shanked <laughs> this because it took a direct right turn, like, on the top. I don't know. I was just having an awful day. Then I, I hit my last shot. He's like, all right, we're going to call it here for the day. Hit my last shot, dead straight. He goes, what did you change? I said, I have no idea. You're the instructor. Please explain to me what the <laughs> difference was between those two strokes because I need to know how that one ball could go perfectly straight and the other one took a straight uh, I, right turn. That, I've been in that same boat. Um, and I, I think it's too is the pressure of when you when you get a lesson – because I remember when I got my first couple lessons and um, my instructor would say, just, you know, if you come a little bit early, that's fine. I'll probably be with somebody. Just grab a couple balls and go over to, you know, the spot close to where I'm at and just just get warmed up. So I, I would always do that. I would always arrive a little bit early because I didn't want to look like some idiot. And when you go to a lesson, you, you want them to actually work on your game. You don't want to be hitting horrible shots just because of pressure. You want them to actually see what you're capable of. Exactly. And I remember those first couple lessons – were just absolute awful. I mean, I would dig the ground so hard, then the next shot would be thin, then the next shot. It was just horrible. Um, so I definitely think that opened my eyes a little bit too when that happened is that pressure will definitely, definitely change the game. Um, but that I, I completely agree with you there. Uh, getting, getting instructor is great, but it definitely takes a couple lessons to settle in before you can uh, actually start hitting what you're capable of while they're watching. Dude, that day was so bad. My teacher, there was like iguanas on the range. Um, Cause there's iguanas everywhere here in Boca. And they, this guy, this instructor, he's like, your lessons are free and I'll hand you a $50 bill in cash. If you can hit one of those <laughs> iguanas. Now they were like 20 <laughs> feet in front of me. That's how bad I was hitting the ball. Oh my! Oh, the worst I got thing. another. I got another one of the best moments in in my my golf. Um, this was this was pretty awesome. I came away from this lesson, and it has to do with a, a lesson. So, for for my first couple lessons that I was having with my first instructor, my very first one, um, we would always do range lessons, and you know you do love range lessons because they teach you the technique to it. But then one day I showed up and he's like, "We're gonna do an actual course lesson today." Um, and basically they teach you course management and they teach you um, ball placement, even on the tee box and then go over putting and things. And I specifically remember um, it was coming off of one of our last lessons. He basically finally taught me how to be comfortable hitting the, sh the ball straight with a driver. And uh, first hole, I hit an absolute bomb off the tee box in an excellent spot. We go up, I go up to my next shot. It's a par five. Um, he's like, you know, just take out the club that you're comfortable with. So I did that, laid up basically, and then hit a chip on and then putt for, in for birdie. Not my first ever birdie, but probably like my my second, maybe my third ever birdie. And uh, my instructor was like, all right, birdie start. We go to the next hole. It's a par four. Hit another bomb drive. Hit a, I had a nine iron in, hit that. And I thought for sure I chunked the nine iron, but I looked up and he was like, actually, it's it's a good shot. Like you're you're going to be on the green. So I'm on the middle of the green and make a wild putt. So he was like, birdie, birdie, start. Like probably my third, second, then got immediately got my third ever birdie. 
my best <laughs> that was one of my best golf golf moments for sure um unfortunately the very next hole was a par three and uh, it was a very far par three like 200 yards and uh i just continued to hit ball after ball after ball on the uh, tee box um, but birdie birdie start that was definitely one of my best moments in golf yeah probably my best moment um and i'm sad that nobody else witnessed this but or I shouldn't say nobody else, but maybe none of the, the listeners. Um, so I, I was playing, and, I, and I've mentioned about me making my one and only eagle. This, this moment was incredible. But there's something that I haven't even mentioned that made it so much better. So we were playing from – we weren't even playing from the front tee boxes. And I forget how long the um, – I forget how long the hole was. I could actually pull it up later. Probably like a 400-yard par 5. Not the longest hole. Hit a really solid drive a little bit up the right-hand side. I'm in the rough. Got a 7-iron to the green. And I'm like, you know, I'm going for this. So I hit it onto the green. I'm in like 10 feet. Now, one of my buddies that I'm playing with, he's a pretty good golfer. We're about the same skill level. He's on the green putting for birdie, and I'm putting for eagle. And we both got really good looks. And he's like, he's out, but he's like, you go first. I was like, oh, shoot, okay. So I step up, and my knees were shaking. (laughs) I have never had a chance for Eagle up until now. Isn't that so funny how that happens? So I'm like, I have to sink this. There's people playing with me that I've known my entire life. They're my best friends. I'm playing with these guys. I have to show them up, right? I am not confident over this ball at all. (laughs) I'm not even putting with my own putter. I didn't even have my putter. So I don't know how this ball went in because it, I should not have made the putt. But somehow the ball went in. Don't even remember what the putt was like uphill, downhill. I knew – I just know the ball went in. Well, we all started screaming on the green, and there was a, some really good players behind us, like really good players. There's a lot of solid players that played at this course, um, like after school, school clubs and stuff. So – we went, we went and stopped and got water from, like, the, the shed that's in between the next two holes. And so it took us a little while. These guys finished up the hole that we had just finished. And we're both waiting to tee off on, I believe it was hole five. I eagled hole four. And the guys pulled up. And they're like, yo, did you guys, did you guys score well on that hole? And we were like, yeah, I made eagle. He made birdie. And they're like, no way. We made I made eagle and he made birdie, so we went eagle birdie. That's back pretty to back sick. Room. That is pretty sick. Yeah, that's what made that it really awesome. cool because, yeah, we were both scoring well, but those guys were playing from the tips, so uh, their their scoring was way more legit. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that in our last last pod, but either way, you can't take away from yeah. the eagle. Definitely can't take away from the eagle. That's really cool. So basically, yeah. you know, you have these really bad moments in golf, but they tend to be overshadowed. Like I, th- I, th- I think I speak for both of us right now. I have a hard time just thinking of even like, I, I can remember embarrassing moments and really funny moments, but I really don't feel like I've ever had a moment where I was truly like, you know, mad at the game and, and had to take away, had to stop. But I, of course we've all played bad before, but I, I think it's just contributes more and more to the love that we have for this game and the love that people will develop. Cause the more you play, obviously, the more uh, good moments you'll have. Um, of course, those good moments sometimes are 
a needle in a haystack of bad moments, but <laughs> yeah, one last one last moment that I remember so vividly, and it's when our our phrase originated. So I remember I was playing pretty bad that day. Um, it was the first <laughs> okay, time we yeah. had actually yeah. played together. Yeah. I remember I I remember I was playing pretty bad, and um. And Alexa had left your fiance. Well, now she's your wife, but she had left. So we were playing the three of us together on the same team. We were originally yes. playing two on two, and we were going after. <laughs> we were hitting driver on every tee. We were totally slap that. happy. We were we were just having a great time. I promise you, I lost yeah. like twelve. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love when you lose that many balls. I do remember that. Oh man, it was I lovely. Neither of us really played that good, and then after my fiance, well now my wife but after lex left um i remember coming back and just driving back to where you guys were at and i was like i'm i'm just gonna kill every shot like wherever it goes it goes i don't care now because <laughs> and then i just started we started saying night night ball before every shot and like i think that helped like the self-confidence got went way up and uh and we started hitting yeah bombs. i remember you started hitting bombs quite a bit <laughs> after that I remember when you caught back up to us. Remember, we were going to try and let all the dads Oh, yes, that's us. right, yep. And they they were like, oh, yeah, we shot even par in the front nine. We're playing great. We're on, like, hole 11. And we had we had just finished hole hole 10. So we're waiting for them. They're like, yeah, we're, we're playing so good. It's a two-on-two And they were scramble. playing garbage, right? <laughs> it, it took them 15 minutes to play yeah. hole 10. I was like, you guys shot even par playing 15 minutes a hole? How many mulligans did you Dude, take on each that's shot? The thing. On, guys. I do remember that. And isn't that funny how that – I feel like that always happens. With whatever group, if ever you're playing against a group in a scramble or whatever, they take 20 minutes on a hole, and then they come <laughs> off the hole, and you're like, hey, what would you shoot? Uh, birdie. And you're like, what the heck? You took 20 minutes. How did you shoot a birdie? That's only three shots. And then like, oh yeah, we, we dude. How many birdie. how many free drops? Yeah, did you and then and then they proceed Come to on. to tell you every shot. I always know too that when a person finishes a hole and they look back at the hole and try to figure out and start counting. Okay, one, uh, one was there. Two came back up short. Three on. Like that's never good. They're always gonna miss something. I feel like there. Um, yeah, if they don't tell you double bogey, then they're pro- they're score counting when they look back. It's, it's probably, probably not, not accurate. accurate, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you gotta love these moments. That's what makes golf a buddy sport. So, should we finish up with our uh, player versus player? Yeah, we had some good ones yes, last episode. For sure. Um. So last episode, we you went with Matt Wolf. Um. We had Matt Wolf versus Adam Scott, kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm going to keep you with the young guys here. Um, so I'm going to give you Matt Wolf, or I'm going to give you Victor Hovland. Um, which which would which do you take? Oh man, I relate to Victor Hovland Love so much. When he won, I think I think it was the tournament, one of the last tournaments that happened. It was in Puerto Rico. I don't remember I know. the name yep. of it. I'm trying to blank. He he yep. won it. And in the post-match interview, he goes, he goes, man, I yeah, I do chipping. remember that. Yep. And you, I think you sent it to me on Instagram, and I was like, dude, I relate <laughs> yes, to this guy yeah. so much. He's a tour player, but I absolutely love this guy. But 
that's I don't know if that is enough to make me pick him because I real I'm a real big fan of Matthew Wolf. Um, I love his game, despite any technical lacks that he may have. He's just he's really good. So I think I'm gonna stick okay. with Matt Wolf just because I really like him. But man, I relate to Victor Hovland with his short game woes. But, that's a great that's yeah. a great pick. I like both those kids. I think they're both. Up and coming stars in the game, um, especially I think Victor sure. Victor Hovland really has something special that he's gonna he's gonna show up later on, but we'll see. Yep. So Phil's yep, on Phil's, a winning Phil's streak. Phil's still on. I know I could pull out one guy to beat him, but I don't know if I want to pull him out yet. Um, so I'm gonna go Phil versus. Hmm. Who could I pick that's like totally opposite of Phil? Um, I'm gonna go with Gary Woodland. Phil versus Gary Woodland. That's that's. Oh man, that's really cool. I really like Gary Woodland. I think he's. I like Gary Woodland for his character. He's a really cool guy. Um, I feel like he always gives back to the community, and I think that's really neat. Um, and. When you and I, we just watched him over at the Honda, and um, he just had a, a swagger to him, man. That guy's pretty pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah, he's he's lovely. He, his swing is great too. <sighs> man, that's so tough. If you would have, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Phil, um, because I think Phil is a lot. Phil has more accolades in the game than he does. Um, I feel like uh, definitely a lot sure. more of a. I guess I guess you could say known player. Um, I think when you when you think of golf, you'll think of Phil Mickelson more than you'll think of Gary Woodland right now. Gary could be. I mean, sure he's he's won a he's won a uh, major, but uh, I think Phil's still a lot bigger name in the game, and uh, he's an OG. So I'm gonna stick with him. I'm stick with Phil for now. Yeah, I figured, but next week I might have to pull out the player that I know. There's actually, there's, there's a few, there's a few who could, who could take Phil in my mind and I, I'll give you the reason for him, but I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So we got some, we got a consecutive winner in Matt Wolf and we got like a million weeks in a <laughs> row with Phil. So let's see. Let's yep, see we'll who stays see. on top guys. Thank you for listening. Um, Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We really appreciate it. And signing off. As always, guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you later. later.